Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump, a fantasy baseball podcast. Let's kick off this week nine report with some recent actions. So let's check out some stat leaders so far and betting favorites for the rest of the season heading into Sunday's action. Our current favorite for the AL MVP, New York's finest Aaron Judge, leading the league in home runs by five, with four more racked in last week, totaling 21 on the season, and our OPS leader at 1,075. He's followed by Trout, Otani, and J-Ram, all pushing powerful numbers this season. The NL is in a tight race between Mookie, Machado, and Goldschmidt, followed closely by Harper and Alonzo. Mookie and Alonzo sitting atop homers for the NL with 16. And Goldie, the only NL player with over 1,000 OPS, followed by Mookie and Machado at just under 1,000. Alonzo and J-Ram are tied for the league lead in RBIs with 53. And Mookie has a 9-run league lead of 52 runs on the season. How about the pitching this season? It's been absolutely outstanding. There are 22 qualified pitchers with a 3 or less ERA right now, and 17 qualified with a 1 or less whip. I don't mean to gush over the Yankees here, but their top 4 starters are on both lists. Again, that's out of 22 for ERA and 17 for whip. And their 5th starter is at a 3.04 ERA and a 1.01 whip in Jordan Montgomery. No other team has over two appearances on either list. As for the AL Cy Young favorites, Verlander Cole and Mac Daddy McClanahan himself, and the NL, Burns, Sandy, and Musgrove. Some other fun recent news, the Reds won at Fenway for the first time since the 1975 World Series last week. That same World Series I spoke about in the preseason New York Cubans episode where Luis Tiant pitched one of the games and his father, Luis Tiant Sr., was given the okay to leave Cuba by the big baseball fan Fidel himself to go watch his son pitch in the World Series. Great story. Go back and check out the episode to hear more. And to cap off recent news, players who have been on the 60-day IL since the beginning of the season are officially eligible to return today on June 6th. few guys to make note of. Shane Baz threw 56 pitches in his third rehab start last week. Around 70% owned on Yahoo and ESPN. He may make one more so they can get him up to around 80 pitches before deploying him in the bigs. That's a potential game changer if he's still available in your league. Someone I've spoke about in recent episodes. A couple other guys who are nearing returns... Lance Lynn is scheduled to make his third of three rehab starts this week. He went 62 pitches in his second, around 90% owned in Yahoo and ESPN. Steven Strasburg reached 86 pitches in his third rehab start and has been dominant. He's around 70% in Yahoo, but only 45% in ESPN. Another potential game changer. A few other guys throwing bullpen sessions who have been on the shelf all year but are projected to get back into their respective rotations around the All-Star break and definitely worth stashing. Chris Sale, around 83% in Yahoo and ESPN. Lance McCullers, much more available, around 50% in Yahoo and ESPN. And someone who needs to be owned, Mike Soroka of Atlanta, 
17% on Yahoo and 4% on ESPN. Soroka hasn't played in almost two years now, but had an outstanding rookie season, and is another guy who could be an absolute game changer for you post-All-Star break, backed by the World Series champs Atlanta lineup. Moving on, how about some streams of the week? Monday, June 6th, rolling with Hunter Green at home versus Arizona. 38% Yahoo, 29 on ESPN. You know I like to keep it lesser owned here. You also know I'm a big Hunter Green fanboy, although it's not playing out so well. I have him here because the two least owned players scheduled to start on Monday, Daniel Lynch versus Toronto, who I'm not touching, and then Green. He needs to improve greatly in the ERA and WHIP departments, and that 5.33 XERA is not pretty. But you can't deny the 29.1% K rate with 12 Ks per nine on the season. His fastball velo averaging 98.1 is number one in the league. And facing Arizona at home, that's a winnable game for Cincy to line him up for the W. If he's available, I'd be running him no problem on Monday for the matchup. Tuesday, June 7th. We're back to the Cincy-Arizona game with another Cincy starter, Graham Ashcraft. Only 8% owned on Yahoo and 5% on ESPN. He's making a solid debut to his big league career. Toronto knocked him around a little in his first start, but it wasn't awful. And he faced San Fran and Washington in the next two. Quality starts and wins in both. Through 17.1 innings pitched on the season, he's let up just 3 runs, 12 hits, only 5 free passes. That's under a 1 whip. Only 13 Ks, but he was racking up plenty with over a K per inning in the minors. He throws the fastest cutter in the game at 97.7, and he's got a nice three-pitch mix with the cutter, sinker, and slider. He's also fourth in the league with a 64.3 ground ball percentage, and it's all backed up by a 2.89 XERA. Guy's worth running for the good matchups, and he might even stick around on your roster longer than a stream. Wednesday, Edward Cabrera. At home versus Washington, after the stellar debut from Miami pitching in Coors Field, he's already 29% owned on Yahoo, but just 10% on ESPN. In that Coors debut, he threw 94 pitches, 6 innings, 9 Ks, just 1 hit, and 4 walks. Good chance he proves more value to Miami than Eliezer Hernandez, and as such will be sticking around in the rotation for a while. Kid throws gas, high K rate. Might have some trouble finding the box here and there, but the 1.94 XERA and .220 X Woba, both second in the league according to pitcher's list. He's a must-add to me. Also pitching Tuesday, lesser-owned in Yahoo, Dane Dunning of Texas, taking the mound in Cleveland. He's under 20% in both Yahoo and ESPN, a member of last week's streamers list, and showed up with 7 innings pitched, 7 Ks, 3 hits, and no walks. Both great options for Wednesday. Thursday, we're rolling with Zach Eflin at Milwaukee. 21% Yahoo, just 11% ESPN. Coming off three of four very good games. All four quality starts, but only one of them he gave up over two runs. A blow up with seven. Across that four game stretch, he only has five walks. And he hasn't given up over two walks once in a game all year. Leading to his 1.14 whip and under a four ERA at 3.88 backed by an XERA of 3.66. He's also 14th in the league with a 20.3 hard contact percentage. This is as solid as a streamer gets, 
And he's somebody you might end up holding for a little while with the run support of Philly. Friday, June 10th, we're looking at Glenn Otto heading to Chi-Town to face the White Sox. 13% on Yahoo and 4% on ESPN. The former Yankee prospect had a solid minor league career, posting a 292 ERA, 1158 whip, and 11.8 Ks per nine. Hasn't quite translated to the majors yet, and his stat cast is pretty cold, but his past four games have been solid. He went five innings pitched twice and six innings pitched the other two, with a 3-1 record across the four. He's only given up over two runs once out of his eight starts on the season in just one blow-up game. But otherwise, he faced some good competition against Tampa, the Yankees, Seattle, Houston twice. It's a risky play here versus the White Sox, but there are far worse options. Another guy I mentioned in last week's Pump or Dump, Spencer Strider is facing Pittsburgh, and he's wildly under-owned in ESPN at just 15%. On to Saturday, 6-11. We're going with Devin Smeltzer at home versus Tampa. He's 24% Yahoo and 15% ESPN. Another member of last week's list who showed up. We're making this episode before his Sunday start, but he's been fantastic through his first four. Not a big K guy, but the ERA is at 1.5. He's only walked four guys through his first 24 innings in the bigs this year, leading to a top 25 4.4 walk percentage. Sitting on a 2-0 record with two quality starts, and he went five innings in the two that weren't quality. It's a tougher matchup here versus Tampa compared to his first four against Cleveland, KC twice, and Detroit. This guy's got some good stuff, and he's worth a look. And Sunday, Dakota Hudson at home versus Cincy. Just 14% Yahoo and 8% on ESPN. Juicy matchup here versus Cincy for the 11th best ground ball percentage player in the league at 57.8. He's had his ups and downs this year but he's coming off a seven-inning gem versus San Diego, where he let up four hits, just one walk, and one earned run to secure the W. That puts him at a solid 2.93 ERA and a decent 1.32 whip on the year. Far worse options available on Sunday to help you secure the bag. That's all for the streams. So how about a quick look at a pumper dump for week nine? Bunch of the young pitchers I mentioned in the streams of the week segment are definitely pumps, but a few others to look at. Ronzi Contreras of Pittsburgh, starting pitcher. He's already 38% on Yahoo and just 12% on ESPN. Number 65 on the top 100 prospect list. Got sent back down after a brief start in the majors this year. Since returning, three solid starts. 15.2 innings pitched with at least five innings in each of them. 16 Ks. That's just over a K per inning. Only five free passes and only two earned runs. You know, it's Pittsburgh lineup backing him up, and I do think they'll take it slow with him this year. But dude has potential to rack up the Ks and give you some great ratios this season. Next up, Caleb Killian of Chicago, starting pitcher. 13% on Yahoo, just 3% on ESPN. The Cubs' number five prospect. He was great in college and even better in the minors with 155.2 innings across three seasons, posting a 2.08 ERA, .944 whip, and 9.8 Ks per nine. As we know, it's tough to find reliable starting pitchers this late in the season. Keep an eye on this guy. Next up, Ezekiel Duran of Texas, 
starting at third base for them in his second big league game on Sunday. Also plays second base and shortstop. He's only 2% on Yahoo and 1% on ESPN. The number five prospect for Texas and has been one of the hottest minor league hitters of recent, slashing 317, 365, 574, with seven homers and seven steals and 183 at-bats. He's been doing that in AA and got the call straight to the bigs this weekend. If you need some help at second base, might be able to find it in Durant, as options on the wire are mostly bleak at second base. And lastly, Christopher Morrill, back to Chicago, outfield. He's already 57% on Yahoo, but only 16% on ESPN. This guy flew right by me. He's been in the majors for around two weeks. The number 21 prospect for the Cubs, nowhere to be found on the top 100 list. He plays second base, third base, and shortstop for them also. So while he's only OF eligible on ESPN, those positions will be added eventually. And in Yahoo, he's already got second base and third base eligibility. Another guy who went straight from double A to the bigs. Down there, he slashed 306, 380, 565, with seven homers and three steals across 108 at-bats. So far in the majors, 74 at-bats, slashing 297, 391, 487, with six steals and two homers. There's a reason this guy's already 57% in Yahoo. He's crushing it. At this point, he's a total steal for ESPN leagues, and if he's still available in any format you play in, totally worth an ad. Now let's cap this one off with a little bit of trade talk. The past three to four weeks, I have been putting a lot of my free time into building a trade value chart for the folks over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I must say it came out pretty awesome. Total lifetime achievement for me. I've been using these charts religiously in football, basketball, and baseball for the past decade. I'm a big fan of trading, buying low, selling high, and these charts have always helped me improve my team. So to get to make one was an honor. Thanks a lot to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can find a link for it on my Twitter or IG, at MorningDFantasy. Or just Google Fantasy Baseball Trade Value Chart, and the Sports Gambling Podcast link will be there on the first page of results. You can get a deeper analysis of how it was built in the article, but in short, how I put it together was for a 6x6 category league, standard stats plus OPS and quality starts, and leveling out each player's contributions across all of the stats. I assigned a value on a 1 to 10 scale for how they were performing in each category, added up their values, and they got assigned a number on a zero to 60 scale. So guys down there with values of around 15 are virtually worthless as they got rankings of one to three in each stat. While guys up there around 45 were among the elites getting ranks of eight to 10 in each category. Each player got a value across four periods, assuming they've been in the league that long. First period was average stats of 2018 to 2021. Second period, 2021. Third period, 2022 so far and fourth period 2022 projections. Their values across each of the four periods were averaged out with their contributions valued on a per game basis. And at the end, I added in value adjustments based on injuries, aging players who are declining, outlier seasons, new rookie breakouts, things like that. And after building it, I realized the chart became a great tool to evaluate players who are struggling greatly through the first two months of 2022 compared to their trade values that were assigned for previous seasons and rest of 2022 projections. 
So as promised, here are five pitchers and five hitters who I'm targeting in trades that should be turning it around and are great buy lows at this point in the season. I already mentioned last week, Vlad, Bichette, and Kyle Tucker, who all definitely fit here. But on the pitching side, my five, Trevor Rogers, Brandon Woodruff, Cal Quantrill, Alex Cobb, and Tyler Malley. On the hitting side, Austin Riley, Nick Cassianos, Marcus Semien, Ozzy Albies, Alex Bregman, and honorable mention, the Fresh Prince of LA, Will Smith. Please feel free to DM me pics of your rosters, and I'll definitely respond with guys from your team who I'd use to buy low on some of these struggling players. And also hit me up with any questions or feedbacks you have about the trade value chart. I'd love to hear your input and use it to improve the trade chart for the July update. That's a wrap for the week nine report, folks. Really appreciate you tuning in. Catch you all next week. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump.